Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor. And today we're going to be talking about building up a small business and starting a side hustle and turning it into a business with Justin Wojtala. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. So first updates, right? What are we, where are we sitting? How's oh, our man. porcelain stool looking? <laughs> I was gonna say throne, but it's not big enough to be a throne yet. <laughs> we're 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 sharing it. We each got a, a spot for a cheek. Um, no, I think it's going great. I mean, we ended up with a. So I, I forget if we talked to him about our bourbon event. Who? The audience. Yeah, we talked to him about the. Oh, what bourbon event? The one we have coming up. Bourbon and bonding. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked. Brick and mortar. About yeah. We got another sponsor for that, or got a sponsor for we it got out a of the sponsor. blue. Yeah. A sponsor didn't even really ask for it, no. which is. Incredible on that end. So shout out to Matt. Pity. I don't no, know. No, they didn't. Absolutely. It was, it was, yeah, I was going to say, no way. That no, was, it's because Matt's leaving in the cause. Yeah. No. Abdo, it. it's a tax firm in Minnesota. Wonderful people. plus employees, uh, both uh, individual and corporate tax. So good place to check out. Absolutely plugging them because they gave us a $500 bottle of bourbon plus tax. So, But genuinely awesome people. We enjoyed oh, yeah. them prior to that, and it was a complete surprise. So... Yeah, I mean, Fantastic we sat with that Matt end. last night for five hours and drank with him. Like, I mean, it's a constructive conversation. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> we solved the equation of how to empty your glass one sip at a time. So, um, that's yeah. so lame, but I don't care. It's, it's true. It's I mean, I'm just prepping. I'm getting ready to help Rory out. You know, when those twins come, I'm like, I got some for you, man. It's okay. It's safe. So yeah. Uh, other than that, it's going well. Busy. Busy. Excited for Friday. Should be hearing back from. One Someone. of our clients. Here back Friday. Potentially, yep. Awesome. Good on that. Oh, well, we are sponsoring two events. True. So we are sponsoring ACG Capital Golf event. It's like Capital IQ. Yeah. Yes. Capital IQ. Uh, we're sponsoring a hole there, and we are going to be giving away. I'm just going to drop it now. I'm going to figure out how to make it work. Giving away an Omega watch, 5,600 MSRP. We're oh, partnering with Crown Jewelry. So nice. definitely register if you're not registered for the event yet. And then we're sponsoring an event the day after that, <laughs> lawn bowling <laughs> at Brit's Pub. Uh, so that is not announced yet. So I won't say whose it is, but they will be announcing it. So we're sponsoring both those events. Because we figured, like a good person, when you get money, you do what with it? You spend it. You put it in the money mutual fund and <laughs> it it's gone. gone. Money market <laughs> mutual fund and it's gone. This seat is for customers only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of good things, a lot of great people. Shout out to Don, he's helping us with the sponsorship, getting some stuff plugged together for us, so appreciate that. And outside of that, we should dive into Justin Oitala. Oh boy. So Justin, how'd you get here today? What's your story? What do you like about life? I mean, I just drove down here today. That <laughs> I was, was, was way easy. It. it was, was the was easiest way, you know? <laughs> He's like, I thought I would take my helicopter, but just it seemed not green enough. Yeah, it so. was too far, too far. He drove the Beamer, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a good stab. Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. you got the Beamer. Oh, yeah. Beamer yeah. buddy all day long. Yep. Love yeah. Um, yeah, tell us about your childhood, today. like a little bit into your, just background, your dad's right? business, into your own business. Just kind of give us give the audience understanding of who you are. Okay. So childhood, eh, boring. Yeah, I'd agree. I would say when I hit like the age of probably f between 14, 16 is when I started really uh, trying to figure out how I could make money from what I had. What I had wasn't a whole lot. I don't know. You make money here and there. I was like, okay, you get a hundred bucks. How can you make it more? So my original, my original business idea right out the gate 
was iPods because who didn't want an iPod when they're a teenager, right? So, I mean, he's not selling Mountain I'm Dew out of his locker like the no, other I'm people. Saying, I'm like, no, like, starting, did like, you have the Mountain Dew guy at your school? Some dude who sold pop out of their locker, or is this no. just mine? No, oh, I think that was oh. just all you. I guess you know I was selling gum in school. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. gum. Gum, gum in school. That was a gum. great yeah. all day long on gum. No, we had a oh, guy yeah. selling Mountain Dews, twenty-four ounce bottles. Really? Oh yeah, two. No, not a 24, 24 ounce. ounce. The big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember back when Mountain Dew had the, like the skinnier ones that were really yep. tall? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's what yep. he would sell because he would what this guy hustled. He would go find them for a six pack for three dollars when they're on sale, and then he go sell at a dollar a bottle. So yeah. he's fifteen points of margin on that thing. <laughs> oh like, yeah, and found out it was illegal. <laughs> oh yeah, dude got arrested to scare him to stop doing it because the principal oh. kept telling him to stop. Yeah, because he did it for three years and so then he got arrested. Yep, to like scare him. Yeah, they, they, they're not big fans of you selling anything no. in school. <laughs> All right, but, so we're talking about iPods. Yeah, anyway. Totally so derailed your story. No, we're good. <laughs> so basically, iPods were something I was interested in, like every other teenager at the time. So I was, you know, spending my nights looking at how much iPods cost. And 200 bucks for an iPod Touch at the time, I was like, ah, it's a lot of money. But... I did find you could buy a four parts not working iPod online and you could pay like 20 to 40 bucks for it. And then sparks the question, how much does it cost to get all the parts for it? You know, how hard, how hard could it be? So I bought a broken one, tried to fix it, ended up fixing it. And then I just kind of blew that up. So that would have been my first entrepreneurial, um, experience, business, whatever you want to call it. I flipped iPods. I don't even know how many. I had a map at, 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 at a point I where I was mapping. Yeah, I was mapping out all across the United States where I've all sold iPods because I, yes. I sold hundreds of them. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. I mean, do you end. just feel like kind of pathetic <laughs> right now in this moment? Like Less than 14. 100% all day at 14. Yeah. yeah, like I was just learning how to ride a bike. Yeah, like oh, I didn't even remember how now. to put gas in my car at that point yet. You know, I was just turned 15. She said 14 to 16. Oh, yeah. Very fair. Like it ran out. At least it wasn't my brother who blew up our car twice. He overheated it and kept <laughs> driving it. And Genius. Oh, it was. Then we ended up in a minivan. So. Yep, but iPhones came out, completely destroyed it. Uh, you know, no one wants an you iPod. Didn't innovate. You yeah, no one, no one wants an iPod when you it hits keeping that. Keeping up with the times. Yeah. No. So, audience, remember, innovation's key. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. So that dwindled down, died. Kind of went a couple of years. We didn't really do anything. My dad ended up starting up his own company, and I also really liked designing things. Uh, in my free time, I design this, that, and the other. Honestly. Um, and yeah, so he started up a business making uh, commercial, uh, stainless steel commercial kitchen equipment. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I could draw those. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up taking a course at technical college yeah. just to learn how to run the program. Cause I couldn't figure out anywhere online where I could learn the program very well. So I took a course, uh, learned how to run AutoCAD and started doing that for him. And still do that to this day, as you guys know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that little thing. Now, I don't know, I'm involved in a couple things here and there with that business. And yeah, and then I got detailing. It's a time I forget about detailing. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a little thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you look at his spreadsheet, at any fancy restaurant you have eaten in Minneapolis or St. Paul, I'm talking, I don't care if it's $300 a plate, he built 
designed. The, the likelihood that, yeah. He that, built oh, it. Yeah, he built it's it. Insane. It's Solid yeah. 80% chance that it was him who built it all. So oh, I he's went underplaying it, but crushes. I uh, went so does. many years going, I have no clue where this stuff's going. I have no clue where it's going. Draw and draw. And then I started coming down here. And I'm like, man, that sounds familiar. You look back and what you did and it's like, I drew the kitchen in this place. That's yeah. pretty cool. You mean Holy every smart. restaurant I've taken him to? He's like, oh, yeah, I know this place. And I was like, let me guess. You drew the drawings. He's like, yeah, I did. Yep. yep. So, but we also, now we have an insight. He's already got a list for us of oh, yeah. coming restaurants opening that no one knows Ooh. about yet. Yes. yes. So we we did not do a good job of gatekeeping that, just as a quick side note. Like, yeah. well, they can find him all he wants. Doesn't mean yep. he's going to give them the answer. Are they going to rob them? Like, right. <laughs> hold them at gunpoint. Give us a list. I know you've got it. I lost it. Don't know where it is. <laughs> Priceless. Right, so, yeah, so, impressive yeah, yeah. on that end. And that's been a business that's been around for a hot minute. Yeah. It's the Infinity, it's called Infinity Metal Fabricating. It's been around, I think, going on six, seven years now. So before we hop into detailing, what's yeah. like, give us a couple business lessons you've learned or you would recommend to people being, because you're basically, I would call you the second at, at your dad's shop. So yeah. Your dad, yeah, he has his business partner, but like a true second yep. that's helping run and grow everything would be your role. Yeah. So if you had to think advice for someone who's the second in a big company that's starting up growing, what advice would you have for him? Hmm. Advice that I would have for him. <laughs> I would say don't get discouraged. Uh, being a second, a lot of things will just go over the first head. So you can say a lot of things, and if you just say it and you drop it, it'll disappear forever. Um, so kind of stay on. Like if you have something on your mind, something you think could improve, stay on it. Try to implement it yourself if possible. Um, but like I said, don't be discouraged if your idea gets turned down being a second. Just kind of keep pushing with it. So how often do you see an opportunity and just implement and do it versus trying to convince them to do it first? Because I know at my old job, yeah. it was always just grab the bull by the horns and do it. And then someone can come slap me on the wrist and yell at me if they didn't want me to. And I feel like too many people sit and are just like, well, what do you want me to do? And you're like, well, yeah. you're the second. Like, just do right. it. Yeah. Like, go. I would say... You're looking for what again? Say it one more time. I would say, how often did you just go get it done and just make that change or pivot versus how often did you every time go ask for permission or what else should I do next? Oh, yeah. depending A lot of that depends on scale. Uh, a lot of the smaller stuff, you, you don't bother. It's, yeah. it's just, I'm not bringing it over there. I'm putting it over here. Yep. Too bad, so sad. You got to walk less. Big yep. whoop. Yep. There's just little things like that. Um, but bigger scale where... I feel like it's out of my boundary being a second. Yeah. Um, that I have a little more patience with. Uh, and then at some point you get annoyed. <laughs> but I don't know, really. So when you bring something to them, what yep. have you noticed has helped you win the argument more than not? Not argument, that sounds aggressive, but the your, what know. helped them win into your viewpoint? Like know what you're talking about. If you I go up, it. yeah. If yeah. you if you go up there and you, you suggest that is priceless. By right. The way. Say it's a computer and you go, hey, I need a new hard drive. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, here you go. Granted, this different scale. I'm just using that mm -hmm. as a smaller scale, but nobody's just going to be like, oh, here you go, no problem. They're going to go, well, what do you need it for? And if you don't have that second question down and ready before, you're probably not going to. It's probably not going to be passed. Yeah. So you got to know your stuff before you go for suggesting anything yeah knowledge is power right yeah i love it though because that's one of those moments of like well come to me with a good reason yeah yeah and then another reason because i'm gonna poke at it yeah, i don't know anyone who does that though just, yeah uh, if, 
If they don't poke at it, <laughs> well, it just reminds me because I had a, a former um, boss of mine, the company we're, we're talking to right now. He reached out to me. We met up, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you come present some of this to the executives there?" I was like, cool. I said, what do you want me to bring? He goes, you know how you're always like irritatingly bulletproof on your knowledge and had every fact ready to go? He goes, yeah, come at that level. I said, okay, sounds good, right? So people always get irritated by it when they are the ones having being pushed against, but realize everyone else around it sees the value in what you're doing. So it's like, it's okay to have the knowledge where you're like, and just going to slowly just push you all the way down to the ground. And I won. So like, it's okay to do that. It's just yep. being graceful about it. And having right. the knowledge that you know it's right, you have a conviction that it's a safe move. Right, it's an ar ar argument. It is it's yeah. all that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm like, it's an argument all day long. It's just, is it a good argument? Do you yeah. have a winning case? Like, well, yeah, okay. Well, then just vocalize it. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, yeah. But that's that's priceless. You just keep just <laughs> needling and needling. But like, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. It's that whole Misi thing. <laughs> What? So it's a, it's a thing in consulting. So the best way to look at it is it's Misi. mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive. So when you go to have an argument with someone, every single like argument you have to push back with is mutually exclusive from the next, right? Like they shouldn't always build on each other. This should be an argument that can stand on its own, but it's collectively exhaustive that you've, before you've went and had an argument on one point, You've thought about, let's say, the other 10 that they could debate about, and you have all of those ready as well. So each point is its own viewpoint, but collectively you've thought about all angles and then you can win the debate. So that's always fight minus. Mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive, or easy. So. There you go. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Makes boring. a lot more sense. <laughs> Learning all sorts. So it wasn't enough to just kick, you know, life in amazing, great ways with iPods and your dad's business. No. And he does stocks and everything. He's the guy I tell you about stocks all the time. So you started another thing. What? Let's let's go down this path. It's your own business. Yeah, yeah. So I started a detailing business. So I detail cars, boats, trucks, you name it. I'll clean it um, as long as it's fun. If it's if it's, I'm not I'm not cleaning houses. I'm not cleaning. Like it's got to be something that I enjoy. Um, but that started from... I mean, you clean the Camry though, so I don't... <laughs> but see, there, there's this happiness that comes out of me. It's like, ooh, that thing, ooh. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you As get in there. As a car person. Yeah, you get in there, you get it looking good again. Yeah. It's like, okay, it looks better. Okay. Better. I like it. Honestly, I didn't say... Wow. Yeah. Better. <laughs> Just better. Yeah. Just, it <laughs> like, was okay. It's like a strong D. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a low C. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... um, Detailing, I, I always loved cleaning my cars. I love cleaning my cars. My wife cleaned her car. I was like, I got to have a clean car. Always have to have a clean car. But the problem is your car, once it hits clean and you maintain it, you don't really have to clean it anymore. It's just like you're, every once in a while clean it up. And my wife, I'll admit, she pushed me. Um, she was kind of pushing the fact because I, I was like, you know, I wonder if people would want to do it. And then I talked myself out of it and do it out of it. And uh, eventually she pushed me over the edge, just did it, went for it. And I was blown away. I was like, hold up, people will pay money for this. Okay, huh, how much would they pay? <laughs> and yeah, so I basically just started that from, I had cleaning stuff for the vehicles I had and offered it to a couple other people. They liked it, said I did a good job, started advertising, whatever else. and blew up last year so we're in our third year with that now year one was a little slow i'll admit 
Believe it or not, new business, slow. <laughs> no way. Yeah, hey, starting a business takes time. Though? Slow but consistent? Slow, or I mean. How was that experience? You're talking like one or two a month. Ooh. Yeah, that okay. was like, it was slow, but it was like, A lot hey. of free time outside of yeah. the other business yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, hey, here and there. I mean, it doesn't hurt me. I mean, no. I get to go work, make decent money by cleaning cars. Uh, push through the second year, though. Second year, we like over tripled our sales, which was pretty awesome. We went from year one, it was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Be good extra money. Why not? Yeah. Fun money. Yep. Yeah. Year two, I was like, dang, this thing scaled and it scaled fast. That's pretty sweet. That's so impressive. Yeah. And now we're on year three and trying to push it even farther, see how far we can go. Heck Holy yeah. smoke. So how have you been reaching your audience or your so, like ideal client profile, right? Yeah. Yeah. Year two and well, year one, we kind of ran an ad here and there. Other than that, it was just social media. It was just making posts. We never ran ads though, really. I think I ran like two or three ads that first year. Um, but those two or three ads, I had a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. That made year two, I was like, I'm sticking to ads. I don't care. Like if one month ads didn't do anything, I don't care. I'm pushing through. We're going to do it. And that's where a lot of our, a lot of our new customers came from. And now this year we're getting a lot of return with a lot of new, which I mean, sets you up for an even better year than last. And Holy smokes. That's wild on that end. So talk a little bit about, I want, cause we're focused on startups, growing yeah. businesses and fundamentals. I think what's really interesting, Justin, is the progressions you've slowly gone through adding s services as well as branding components to your business. Okay. Uh, I've just noticed a lot, like every year I talk to you, you have some new products, you have some new pieces you've added. Yes. So I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but can you talk us through the your thought process of when you decided to add things or how you made sure you weren't adding stuff too quickly or spending money on things you didn't really need as you added additional sure. pieces? Yeah, so year one was just very basic. It was, you know, w what does a person immediately look for when they're cleaning their car. They look for shampooing. They look for just cleaning it up, washing it. Year two, we started focusing. Um, I actually partnered with a company that does ceramic coatings. Um, so all I picture is everyone who's like, got this baby ceramic coating. Oh, yeah. Throw a water Woo! bottle yeah. at it. Water, just... Don't even stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, love it. Yeah. But uh, so year two is when we started releasing more because... I wanted my customers, anybody that would come for a repeat, I want to be able to offer more than what they came for last year. Okay. Um, they might not want it, but showing that I'm having more shows that I'm, in my, in my view, shows that I'm not just a stagnant company. Yeah. I'm not just sitting rolling with it going, I hope we make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been just every year trying to make it more of a, more of an experience business, um, offering <clears throat> more products that I value that I think my customers would find value in. So things like coatings. Last year, we did a lot of just coatings. This year, we did a lot of making ourselves look a lot more professional in the space. Um, so we spent money on different things for taking pictures, different things for leaving. We have like a, a lasered out logo that we can imprint into the carpet. So we leave our mark behind. It's a little thing. But it's signaling the trunk. Yeah. It's like as big as a laptop and it's his whole logo and you can see it perfectly. Like it's Ooh. crisp. Yeah, and you yeah. can Ooh. brush it into the carpets and then customer, I mean, my head customer opens it up. It's just one more thing that makes it, I couldn't have done this. Yeah. 
So it's offering something even more the customer couldn't do in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that sets you apart from your competition, right? right? Because I'm sitting here like running through my head of like, so what else differentiates you from your competition? Yeah. And it's something that takes like five seconds. So Mm -hmm. why not? I mean, five seconds and you have that mark that nobody else has. Why not? And then didn't you just recently invest in some brand awareness? I did. So recently I got reached out to by um, a restaurant. I don't, I don't know if I can say or not. But uh, yeah, I just leave it yeah, out for now. I buy a restaurant uh, to sponsor some glasses, get a spot on their glasses. And thought about it for like, you know, 15 seconds. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I got to do this. Yep. Because it'll make the company appear a lot more professional and a lot more... Successful. Yeah, yeah. successful. It'll, be, it'll appear as a much larger company might not necessarily be there now, but the price was right. And for the amount of people, I mean, I might not get a single lead off of it, but the amount of people that'll see the logo and the phone number, I think is priceless. Oh, it's huge. I mean, the amount of customers that'll see that, like I said, if they don't call, they don't call, but it's getting the name out there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's huge. I mean, we talk about their clients. You have your segmented marketing approach, which is your ads, right? You're targeting groups. You're really focusing on it. But too many companies avoid your maximalism reach when it comes to marketing and branding, which is just people need to start seeing your logo around. It's just that simple in the name of your company. And we are huge believers B2B normally avoids it, but it's important piece of the equation. What I think is interesting about your story, though, it's so it's what we would preach about to clients for year one. It's just test the market, niche down, understand where you should play, understand what you're good at, what you need to polish up. Then year two, add additional services, innovate a little bit, do a slight lift in your services because that's more important. And then year three, focus on your brand and growing that. Because you already knew what your identity was and who you wanted to go after, but it's how do I grow that further? So Well, it's just that natural, it's that like invisible hand <laughs> movement, right? Is it the only way that like outside of like filtering down, I wish I like... But it's so easy to see once you've experienced it to where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like I was doing this intentionally, mm-hmm. but not the way it actually turned out. And yeah. you're like, well, wait, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, I don't know how else to explain it. I just like what, like, like what I'm doing or offering. And this is how it just gets so sculpted into its own thing. It's like water yeah. going through a rock, right? It's going to find the easiest way to flow. Yeah. But it's funny to where it's just like, I don't like if we grilled you of like, how did you make those decisions? When did you make them? Like, and why? You'd be like, don't be a jerk about it. Like, it's, it's going well, but it's just funny that that's just how it naturally plays out. But so I would say it's it's good good habits, I would imagine. And yep. then just having a relative direction of where you're wanting to run with everything. Yeah, and I would right? say that's where I'm going to... Now I'm going to put you in the weird spot because it's cool that natural flow got you there, but yeah. that's that's how you die. Like yeah, that's your totally audience. Yeah. If you keep running on natural flow and it just happened, just quit. Yep. Um, and stop your business, please. <laughs> pivot. Just yeah. pivot. Yeah. No, just be done. Oh Go get God. help or be done. Because if you just sit there in one place, like I just yeah. flowed until I got here, it's not going to work. Yep. Um, but it can at first. At first, you should flow that way and let the market push you around as the invisible hand they talk about in the market that helps decide where companies will be. Next two years, what are we doing? Well, how are you growing this thing? What's your, what's your plan? Next two years. Yeah. Man. I was hoping you were going to have some smart ass stuff to come back with me. Like, yeah, absolutely. Two year plan. Here you go, Devin. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, and <laughs> this guy makes me think next two years, I want to start. Um, I think I want to start focusing on more of the, I don't want to say it, but I'll say it like a higher profile clientele. Yeah. Um, try to focus on that. Try to get uh, more people on like a subscription based uh, detailing program where rather than 
call me when you need me. I'll just come out. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll set you up. Do you want a once a month? Do you want once every two months? We'll set you up. Set you up. When your month comes, we'll give you a text, whatever it is. You can confirm your date and we just come out, clean your cars. You're good to go. I'd sign up. Right. I was going to say, I'm signing up immediately to right. not have to bring it somewhere and have someone come well, out. someone remind me? Because I'm always Oh, like, yeah. And, I, the, and the so reminder. So many subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, we're coming to look at this part of your house today. It's like, oh, that's right. I do that twice a year. Cool. Thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I left the door unlocked. How many times I do that? It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. I'm just like, the door's unlocked uh, There's nothing in the house worth stealing. There's not. Ooh. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> Ellie Baby's not there. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Store's dog, by the way, audience. That's who Ellie Baby is. So. <laughs> just for clarity. Yeah, just for clarity. Last night. But, Priceless. But no. That's... Yeah, that was weird. The dude thought we were talking about an actual child. Things got weird fast. It did. Oh, man. It did. Yeah, we were talking about Ellie Baby. Oh, this geez. guy was like, oh, like, so this is like a kid. We're like, no, it's a dog, dude. Like, <laughs> why would we talk about a kid? Why would I be like talking that? about my kid like that? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Savage. Call Yikes. child protective if that's your kid. Like, oh, right? yeah. Lots of questions. Yeah, we he take him for two hour really walks well. and give a treat to me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Got weird fast. Oh. Anyways. So, so what no. are we sipping on, Thor, here? Oh, man. Um, so Clyde Mays, it's their special reserve straight bourbon whiskey. 110 proof, which I was just choking and dying on probably about five minutes ago. I went down the wrong pipe and I held it together as best I could. Age six years. I think it's really good. I'm genuinely excited about it. It's got a lot of heat on it. I'm trying to think. I already finished my glass. What do you think? Or Justin, thoughts, comments? I like it. It has like that perfect, it's smooth, it's warm. Um, It's got some spice. Yeah, plenty heat and spice. Yes, but it's not like overtaking. Mm -mm. I like that. Um, The finish is pretty good stays warm for a little while yeah it does yeah this would be a great winter time yeah like it, oh, oh, yeah. snow snowmobiling not to suggest drinking and driving <laughs> but one of those moments if you're sitting around a fire and you're cold right and you're out sledding like yep 100 percent. that'd yeah. be perfect yeah i think it's interesting the spices and peppery that's what threw me off for a loop at first a lot of spices no. normally peppery it's not mm-hmm. and that's why it was a good one you said winter uh i like it's a high rye uh for the audience out there it's 33 percent rye i think so it's a higher rye bourbon I think what's interesting is it's smooth on the front. Yep. It warms up the back, but then at the end, after you sit for like 10 seconds, you oh. breathe out, it's warm on your tongue. Then. Oh, because it's the liquor heat. Yeah, like so it's Normally so there's like weird. a heat, like that's not liquor related, right? Or it doesn't taste like that on some of them that are like more heat. This has like normal heat plus the liquor heat kind of rolling in like the background. Heat. I feel like on the very end finish, if you're holding it in, in, in your mouth, 100%. It's not bad. It just and it blends well with the the normal heat, but I just think it's weird. It's smooth on the front of the tongue, and then when you exhale, it's hot on the end of the tongue again, or on the front of the tongue. So it's two different feels on that. So what are we rating it? I'm just gonna give it a seven. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, how much a was it? Solid seven. Yeah, uh, fifty. No, it was sixty, like sixty-one. Okay. So not anything wild on that end. No. What are you rating it? I would have to say I'd probably agree with the seven. It's not like amazing, amazing. It's good. It's solid. It's not crappy for sure either. I would say a seven, but for mixing eight, I give it an eight. Oh, oh yeah. I was, was, was going to ask. A mix, yeah. I was going to ask. Crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. Plenty of heat to punch through. So that that's what I was like. Right, I was like, I could sip it, but it's not enough of an experience in the, in the mouthfeel and the flavors. It's just, I would say you get two, maybe three notes off of it. So yep. that's where I don't want to sip on it as much versus like last night, those barrels. 
you, I mean, same flavor. <laughs> Sorry if I shouldn't whistle in this game. My bad. Um, but yeah, the that for a mix is it would hold its own very mm-hmm. well. Oh yeah, it would pull right through. Yeah, it'd be really good. Hundred percent. That's priceless, so that you bring up the mixing because I'm literally sitting here. I'm like, I feel like I'm just missing notes. Like normally, there's that's like why it's only like one to three notes, Woody or yeah. something going on. I'm like, there's really just not a whole lot. And it, again, it's not bad flavor by any means. It's it's decent. It's just it's why it's a seven. By the way, I have to send you this video. I've had four people send it to me now. <laughs> of this guy who does sampling, and it's hilarious. He, so he like pours it in his glass and he goes, so first you got to, you know, stir the glass around and then you sniff it and you sniff it and then he goes, and then you throw it out and then you pour it again. And it's just like four minute thing, just making fun of bourbon tasters. Yeah. And so all my buddies now are sending it to me going, this is you and Thor on your podcast. I'm like, all right, guys, thanks. So we're like, trying our we're best. Try, like we're doing our best, but there, it's out of love. It's out of oh, love. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So, so to just do a weird pivot right back to, you know, what we're talking about, uh, last minute thoughts advice on growing your business, working, being a second or owning your own. Cause it's super unique. You do both. So yeah. that's like clutch. So I wanted to get you on here. Um, but if you had to like plug, leave some at the end, any thoughts that you would throw out there? I think the biggest thing that I would leave is uh, for people starting their own or wanting to start their own. Once you start, don't just give up. That okay. first year is not going to be, a, it might, but most time it won't be very special. And if you give up after that, you could miss out on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like uh, a lot of people have probably heard this. Did you ever watch, did you watch The Office, either of you? Yeah. Okay. So you know Jim on The Office, right? Yep. You ever hear his story? I have not. Okay. No. So he flew out to New York. Oh, yep. Nope. I and so he flew out to New York good. and his mom's like, you're insane. Why are you doing this? And he's like, I have to go. And she said, all right, we have to make one agreement. I want to say it was, I don't know, it was two to four years or some of that window. If you don't make it by then, you have to, you have to come home. She said, the only reason I'm putting a time frame on it is she goes, it's not fair to make me be the one to make you realize you have to give up on your dreams. It's not going to work. He's like, all right, deal. So he flies out to New York. He's there. And it was three months before his mom was supposed to, before he was supposed to come home, calls up his mom and goes, hey, mom, come pick me up. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm just, I'm beat. I can't do it. And she's like, nope, you need to stay. And he's like, mom, like, you're the one who said, she's like, nope, we had an agreement. You're staying. Yep. And the next week he got a call from the office and got the job. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and now he's on like 13 hours, right? I mean, he's ever oh, yep. Jack he's Ryan. Huge. Like, yep. I'm like, so that's the whole thing you're talking about, right? Just, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep plugging away. Uh, it's really easy to give up. But oh, yeah. Up. And oh, it's yeah. super like have people around you. Cause I would say right now, oh. hope Gabe, you can cut this out if you need to. But for Gabe, like seeing where his business is going right now, like he's on the cusp of a breakthrough. And it, in my opinion, like if you're in it alone, like he used to be, you, you don't have that person by you going, no, dude, it's here. You're like, Oh, it's kind of going. You got people on the outside that go like, no, like you're on to something. It's molding. You've been dedicated to it. And so we're starting to see his girl with that mobile podcast is it's going to pop. I mean, the amount of business people we've talked to about it is unreal. And the amount of local podcast people in Minnesota, I was doing a bunch of research on this week is just phenomenal. So I was like, it's those moments of like, it's here. He's the only one who's figured out to take the time on how to do it right and do it effectively go at it. Right. And same thing with you. Like you figure out how to do it a little bit more unique in your market with detailing, yep. go at it. Like just someone always needs it. as the service one exists in the first place. So I right. just love that you bring that up because I don't know how many times Devin and I both have been like, okay, like I'm getting tired. Like we're just running a marathon. Like we're running across the country. And it's like when one of us is getting tired or like just a little sheepish, it's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Just mm-hmm. we're, we're going to keep going. 
and something pops off and you're like, see, this is yep. why we had to go to the event. The <laughs> fifth one this week. And it's yep. like, yeah. that's why we, you just keep going. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's being able to plow through those. That yeah. is for sure. Yeah. Well, heck, appreciate you jumping on. Absolutely. Appreciate your insight. Super unique. I didn't even peg it at first, being a, a second <laughs> and a first. Uh, it's, it's pretty rare. So be proud of that. Yeah. And appreciate the advice for the audience on the second. We haven't had anyone be able to come on and really mm -hmm. be honest about that role. So that's cool. A fun time. Thank you again, Justin, for being here. Devin, great questions. And as always, guys, stay hungry, stay humble, stay at it. Mm -hmm.